Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team joining us right now brett boone uh the the host of the boone podcast which you can find here on the odyssey app and the odyssey radio network um he's got a couple really great guests coming up and he's our guest here on cbs sports radio booney how are you hey rich how you doing i am good so um have we confirmed who do we have coming up next week we've got uh john morosi He's going to talk a little off-season with us, a little hot stove, Hall of Fame. Uh, always good getting his insight. Uh, Matt Holliday, who, who's a great player with the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, Colorado Rockies, finished with the Yankees. And uh, we got Deion Sanders coming up. I know I've been teasing it for a while, but that should be uh, within the next 10 days. So, yeah, keep it rolling. That's called bearing the lead, Brett. I'm going to get, oh, yeah, I'm going to get this guy. Gonna, oh, yeah, Deion Sanders, my former teammate, is going to come on the podcast as well. Well, you asked who's coming on, Rich. I can only be candid with you. That's what we do here. <laughs> Is that what you do? You don't, we don't pull any punches. We're just candid. Yeah, we don't pull any punches, kid. All right. What's happening? So, What's happening? Well, it's it's football and baseball's rather around the corner. And I know as baseball guys, um, I know as a baseball guy, this is the point of the year where you start getting a little cabin fever. You've been in the cage. You've been hitting. You've been working out. Uh, if you had to remake your swing, you had all that going. And then as we get closer to the NFL football playoffs, where Everybody in America goes crazy for football. That's when you know it's time to, to get ready for spring training. Yeah, and, and it varies. You, you, I think you hit on a few few uh, topics there. You know, is it an offseason where there needs to be a swing change? Well, then the, then the preparation starts much earlier than, than January. You know, I've had years where I took a, a week off at the end of the season. It was back to the drawing board because I had a long offseason. I had to revamp or, or redo my swing. Uh if I come off a really good year where I'm really satisfied, uh, I kind of put everything away and just concentrate on the weight room and the and hitting and throwing and, and baseball activities for me uh, didn't start until about right now, beginning of January to get ready for that mid February. So it, it all it all uh, it all depended on the year I was coming off, how I felt, how I finished, a lot of variables. But as you get deeper in your career, you know what you need and when you need it. Certain years you need a little more. Certain years you need a little less. And and that just comes with experience. Um, but early on, yeah, I remember these days as a, as a young player, I just couldn't wait. You know, I'm watching the end of the football season. At the same time, I'm, I'm counting the days to, to get in that car. And, you know, for half my career, I was in Arizona, half in Florida to get in my car and, and drive over to Arizona. It was just that adrenaline pump. You know, as I got older and older, uh, spring training that drive to Arizona wasn't quite 
as electrifying as it was when I was a kid, but nevertheless, I knew it was time to to uh, get cranking on on the season ahead. Brett Boone joining us here. Uh, you can check him out the Boone Podcast now. Celebrating, we're starting our fourth year of this podcast, Brett, that you and I started together, uh, working way back during the middle of the pandemic, and and uh, this thing has just kept growing and growing and growing, and uh, it's we're still going after four years. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, I, I remember uh, my agent at the time during the pandemic said, "Brett, I want you to start on that side of the microphone and and start honing your craft a little bit." And I wanted no part of it. You know, and I remember back, I was at the gym and I asked Andre Reed. I said, "Andre, you need to come on and be the guinea pig for my first official podcast. Uh, come a long way in four years. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of preparation, a lot of behind the scenes." work you know and it's interesting i have friends and, and former colleagues former teammates say hey i'm thinking about starting a podcast <laughs> i said good luck you know you need a great team around you and uh as you mentioned you, you've been there since the beginning and, and we do a lot of behind the scenes work on this podcast and a lot of the reasons for its success teaming up with odyssey was a big move for me and uh you know so far so good i'm having a lot of fun and we're yeah we're in we're in season four a lot of episodes i think 400 plus episodes so, wow. Uh, well, I, we, so we talked about it a couple cool. times. We we mentioned I mentioned a couple times just because it naturally came up in the show. We were talking about Tom Brady, and I had never heard Drew Bledsoe talk about his relationship with Tom Brady the way he did on the podcast. And you know, maybe if you want to share it, he 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 told us that you know when Brady was a rookie, he'd come over and he was like an extra kid at the house sitting there at the kitchen table. Well, I, I believe that. I mean, it's, you know, we all have our journey and um, it's, it's pretty cool years and years later to look back on each one of your journey. People that you as a mentor, as an elder player, as a, as a uh, veteran player, you did your best to, to bring on the next generation and teach, teach them the ropes, uh, teach them things that, Hey, I, I did this and you might want to stay away from it. But I, if I would have known this, you know, that's, that's passing on the knowledge. I definitely had a, a mentor in my in myself when I came to the big leagues and Jay Buner. I mean, he really, it, it was tough. It was, it was that tough love, but at the same time, he taught me the ropes, what to do, what to stay away from. Uh, and the, at the same time, kept me in check. Believe me, I, I, I needed to at that point in my career. <laughs> but we all have mentors, and, and then we do the best. You know, as a veteran player, I wasn't the disciplinarian of the clubhouse. You know, it was kind of my clubhouse in Seattle, and I kind of ran it a little bit. But when it came to disciplining the young players, I didn't really do that. I got disciplined. I had to wear dresses. and They cut my suits in half. I never did any of that. I thought to myself, as long as you come to the big leagues, willing to learn, keep your ears open and your mouth shut, respect the veteran players, uh, we're going to find out if, if you're someone that's going to that's going to make a career out of this. This game is going to humble you, being baseball. Same in the NFL. That game will humble you. I don't need to humble you as a veteran player. You know, uh, Greg Maddox is pitching tonight. He's going to do the humbling for me. I don't need to cut your suit in half. But but to be there for the younger players and to be able to mentor them and, and give them a little piece of advice that might, maybe will help a little bit in their career. You know, you're not going to change lives. You, you may reach out to four or five young players and maybe you only helped one, but that's one more uh, than would have been helped if not. So I, I loved it, being a veteran guy, giving as much knowledge as I could. I, I really didn't go out there and, hey, kid, sit down and let me teach you the birds and the bees. It wasn't that. It was the young player was interested. If he was curious, 
uh, I'd always be there to, to listen and, and to give him my best advice. Kind of like being a dad. Brett Boone joining us right now. Check out the Boone podcast available on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. So I've never asked you this before, and I don't. And, and please don't throw anybody under the bus. But did you ever see a guy that that had all the talent in the world, but he didn't take the advice? He wasn't humble, and he didn't last very long. Uh, yeah, you definitely see that more. More so, you see the guys that come to the big leagues with those huge expectations. They may have been a high first round pick and. And everybody's been telling them their whole life how great they are and how they're a can't miss. And, and you start hearing enough people around you tell you that. Uh, you start to, to, to form a personality of almost an egotistical personality. And I've seen guys like that take that too far and, and really fall really short of, of their potential and what their expectations were. Uh, I've seen the complete opposite, too. A guy who comes to the big leagues that's been fighting and clawing and no one gave him a chance, didn't have the frame, didn't have a bullet, or, or, or didn't run like the wind, didn't have a cannon for an arm, didn't kind of pencil out as far as the scouts uh, what they had seen, but just had that something inside that you can't teach, that he was just a baseball player. He was just, and he knew it. He had that self-confidence. It wasn't an arrogance. It was something that you know, hey, I know I'm good. Uh, I love to see those stories and, and, and guys that have these great careers that nobody expected to. So there's, there's two sides of the coin, but definitely have seen those, those guys that were can't miss that, that just did miss. And and doesn't mean they didn't have a career in the big leagues, but, but didn't live up to the expectations, what everybody thought they were, they were going to be. All right. We just have a couple minutes here. Brett Boone joining us right now on CBS sports radio, Bill Belichick. It could be his final game ever in the national football league. Uh, maybe he retires, maybe he's fired, maybe he quits, maybe he goes on to do something else. We had a lot of people call up this week, and they're asking about, well, just tell him to walk away. What are you still doing this for? Just just quit. You've lost, old man. I want you to share with the audience what it's like when it comes to that end of your career and how hard it is to just walk away. Well, I think it's different for all of us. You know, I walked away a couple times. Uh, I remember after the, uh, I went to the, my last year in Seattle was 05. I went to the Mets in 06. I went to spring training and something inside was telling me this isn't fun anymore. I don't enjoy coming to the ballpark. I don't enjoy putting my uniform on. Uh, there was a young kid by the name of Jose Reyes. I'll never forget it. I was uh, taking ground balls at second base. He was just a young player with the Mets at the time. And he had that sparkle in his eye and was just power shagging in the outfield for batting practice. He ended up having a great career, and I remember being that kid. And I wasn't him anymore. I, I, it was just the love for the game. Had, had I'd lost it, and uh, I knew it was time for me at that particular time to walk away. Now I ended up having a change of heart. A year later, I had to deal with some things in my life. Uh, came back with a different attitude, trained my butt off the following year, and came back. And then it was a point I was 37, 38 years old, and I just couldn't play. Uh, like I used to be able to play. I couldn't play every day. My knees were bothering me. My shoulders, I, I, I couldn't play a day game after a night game. And little things like that. But but it was good for me. The writing was on the wall. I ended up retiring in 2008. And uh, I could look in the mirror and be at peace with it. it. The worst thing is walking away before you're ready to walk away. I remember the... the uh, the advice my dad gave me in that Mets camp, and I told him I was going to retire, and he said, what are you thinking about? And I said, Dad, come on, you don't understand. You know, I'm not you. And he said, Brett, here's what I, here, here's what I, my advice. 
you play until they rip the uniform off your back. And this is a guy that played 19 years in the big leagues. At that particular time in my life, things I was dealing with, uh, I wasn't having it. It ended up being the best, <laughs> the great advice that I didn't take. I had to come back and, and try it out on my own again and then have some peace that, that I was done playing this game. But uh, you never know. We're all different. Um, you know, at that time in my life, I wasn't comfortable with being an extra player and being a part-time player. Looking back, if I could redo the whole thing, yes, I would have loved to go to, to a team that, that had a chance to win and be a part-time player. Um, but, you know, things are they are. I have no regrets. I was fortunate enough to play this game for a long time. But back to the Belichick thing, what an unbelievable career. If this is his last game, what an unbelievable career he's had. Uh, you don't even need to go through the accolades. They're so long. Who knows what he's going to do. Bill's going to do what he wants to do. If he gets fired, if he walks away, that doesn't mean he's done. He might start fresh and need a new environment. You know, the greatest of the greats get fired, Rich, in this game. I played for a lot of wonderful managers, great managers. Bruce Bochy left San Diego, went to San Fran, yeah. won four World Series. Uh, Bobby Cox, his days came to an end. Joe Torrey, that unbelievable. They all, they, it all York. happens. Hey Brett, we're up against. Hey Brett, we're up against the clock, folks. Don't forget, check out the Boone Podcast available on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. Booney, I'll check in with you later. You got it, Rich. Thank you. All right, that's it for me, Rich Rare. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This is CBS Sports Radio. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.